Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite podcast that discusses more the what was learned, what was gained, and what was experienced from travel over the, you know, how to. Um, Personally, I feel like travel is way more than just a one-dimensional topic. Um, There are many different avenues and conversations that can be had with just the idea of travel. You mentioned taking a trip and all of a sudden you're talking about spices and things that you learned about and, you know, a destination. And now all of a sudden you're hearing that these spices are being used in skincare, hair care, and health and wellness across the, you know, across the spectrum. And now all of a sudden you can say, I've been to this place and I've seen it firsthand. And this is why I'm actually purchasing this product. Um, so yeah, I'm your host. D. Carrie, thank you very much for tuning in this week. Happy spring because spring is here now. I am pleased. I thrive in the warmer temperatures. This week, oh, that was a nice little segue that I didn't even do on purpose. Warmer temperatures. This week, I am going to discuss things that I do not have a degree in. So bear with the kid. Um, I was taking my grandma to the dentist a couple weeks ago and I was reading National Geographic or something and I fell down this rabbit hole and I was reading about uh, ecotourism. And then I ended up reading another epi- episode, another um, article on Facebook. And then before you know it, I'd seen like three articles on it and um, on like, uh, what do you call it? Um, climate change and how it's affecting uh, turbulence on a plane. So I am not an expert, but this is just from reading a bunch of articles. I took a couple of notes and I found it really, really interesting. So here I is. So this week, climate change, sustainable travel, ecotourism, social impact. They're all very similar, but they're not exactly the same. So um, let me pull up the definition that I looked up for you because you know work climate change is defined as a change in global or regional climate patterns in particular a change apparent from the mid to late 20th 20th century onwards and attributed largely to the increased levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide produced by the use of fossil fuels fossil fuels so um if you don't remember, those are non-renewable resources. So that's like um, oil, that's um, gasoline, the like those things that are created from like petroleum, fern gully, if you will. Um, so sustainable travel is positive in where uh, the impact is going to be positive, not only on the environment, but the culture and economy. Ecotourism is responsible travel to natural areas that conserve the environment and sustain the well-being of local people. It will basically follow principles of minimizing impact, building the environment, and cultural awareness and respect. And social impact is where money is spent on a tour, where money's spent on a tour um, stay in the community. So let's loop to... um, Why not even loop to, I guess I'll start with, I'd come across this Times article that mentioned um, the Paris Climate Accord. It'd been signed back in 2015 and it was signed by 195 countries. Basically the agreement uh, sought out to reduce carbon emissions worldwide by keeping temperatures 
uh, no, keeping temperature increases below two degrees Celsius from pre-industrial revolution era, era levels. Um, I ended up getting interested in this because I had first seen an article about how climate change is affecting turbulence on planes after the really horrific plane crash that um, just happened in, where was it? Um, was it Nigeria? No. It just, I think it's Ethiopia. Ethiopian Airways, right? What was Ethiopian Airlines. Yeah, it was Ethiopian Airlines. They just had, um, the reason why all this was the 737s are grounded, they just had a horrific plane crash. And of course, prayers and from someone like me, I'm sending positive energy and just, you know, affirmations, whatever is useful in dealing with the loss of a loved one to the families of the passengers and the crew that were lost. But, um, I thought of that while I was reading the article. I don't know why that plane went down, but essentially you think of things like this happening for some of us briefly, for some of us extended periods of time when we're traveling to other places. Right. And with climate change, it's definitely starting to affect the amount of turbulence that you experience on your flight. Um, I'd read an article that estimated that the expenses from the cost of turbulence related injuries was 200 million just in the U.S. alone per year. So that's not just being absorbed by just the airlines. Of course, that's going to, um, you know, uh, traverse into your cost of travel and the different uh, restrictions and stuff that they're going to put on the planes. So in the same Forbes article, a bunch of scientists basically said that rising temperatures reduce lift for aircraft and may require weight restrictions for takeoff, especially at airports with short runways, warm temperatures, or high altitudes. Um, There was also talk of more restrictions. And of course, all those things to me mean what all I'm allowed to bring on the plane And then also, oh, keep in mind, climate change is also increasing the speed of the jet stream, which means speedier eastbound flights, but slower westbound, resulting in slower flying time and higher carbon emissions as well. Again, this ain't what my degree is in. But for someone that pays for tickets out of their own pockets, to me, this just sounds way more expensive. And if I only have a week that I can use at a time for my trips, I'm trying to optimize all the time that I have at my disposal. I don't want what would usually be a three hour flight to now take me four and a half hours because that's taken away from my travel time. Also, I just don't want to be on a plane, you know, any longer than I need to. So Air travel produces far more carbon emissions than train travel. It's pretty obvious considering the size of the mode of transportation. Um, Additionally, what what did this one say? This was the Times article. I'm moshing a lot of different articles. I'm trying to get information in and then I can get to the point of me just speaking my piece on it. So then... 
tourism is responsible for roughly 5% of the world's carbon emissions. But, of course, there's always going to be somebody that refutes it and says that it's possibly nearly double that. So a bunch of people, not a bunch of people, but people are now using green travel and eco travel as like, you know, the new catchphrase and the the it thing that people are looking to um, put money into. Um, There are trips that are designed now where you can make sure that your social impact is going to be greater while you're abroad. It's more in line with sustainable travel. And it's when you're going someplace, you're making sure that the time spent there is not only going to positively impact you because you're on vacation, but it's going to impact the culture or the economy or the uh, environment that you have chosen as your destination. So I had had an episode a while back where a friend of mine, Patience, had gotten on and she was telling me about her mission travels. So mission travel would definitely fall under social impact or sustainable travel. I think more so uh, social impact, but um, the both of them, it would cover the positive impact, not only on environment, but the culture and economy as well. And any money that's spent on that is basically staying in the community. When you decide to stay at an Airbnb, depending on who owns the property that you're staying at, that's very much so an aspect of um, sustainable travel and social impact. You are putting money into the community by staying with someone that is a part of the community versus you, you know, staying at a hotel. There's nothing wrong with staying at hotels. And of course, there are ways that you can minimize your footprint if that's something that you are interested in when you stay at these hotels. There are many of them that are certified by whatever organization certifies them, but you can definitely find a hotel that is certified that, um, what do they, they use like LED bulbs. They use um, better chemicals in order to clean the rooms with. They make changes in um, hiring practices and they'll definitely make sure that they hire more locals as opposed to bringing people in. There's a list of criteria that a lot of these um, establishments have to meet in order to be, I guess, certified by whatever organization does that certification. But Keep in mind, climate change isn't just affecting, you know, your mode of transportation when you get there. So you have a turbulent flight and you decide to lessen your carbon footprint by staying at a hotel or an Airbnb, um, well, a hotel that is certified by, you know, an organization that says that they're doing as many things as they possibly can to, you know, uh, I guess, reduce their footprint as well, or at the Airbnb. But keep in mind that climate change is also making it unseasonably warmer and drier in a lot of places as well. You can go to, I think I read someplace, somebody had gone to um, something that should have been cold, like in Montana or some shit like that. And it was like 80 degrees. They went there expecting to, you know, escape the heat of Miami or something, some whatever southern city they were from. And it ended up being almost as warm as it was in the place that they left. Climate change isn't just, you know, 
a I'm trying to find the word it's I don't want to say it's like a pinpoint it's not just regional it's global like just because like the climate doesn't stay in one area you have to keep that in mind your climate where you live isn't just um it's not a pocket kind of thing keep keep in mind and remember the little bit of what was that would that be science yeah that was definitely science you from like elementary school shit like Climate change is also affected by, look at all these hurricanes we're having. Hurricanes are now much more aggressive because the water is warmer. Everything is affected. So you have stuff like, hold on, let me find it. They're more aggressive and they're now, they're of course, well, in hindsight, they're changing the way a lot of um, newly developed hotels and businesses are being built they're building them further away from the water they're building with different materials so that they can better withstand these um larger storms but it is of course well it's creating now more so awareness for a need in doing things a little bit different when tourists decide to go into a city like Venice now, if you will, in 2019, it's possible that Venice won't be there 20 years from now, or Venice won't be there the way it is now. Uh, Venice already deals with a lot of flooding and who knows what that area is going to look like should the temperatures continue to rise. So industry, of course, is aware of these practices and they are of course trying to develop ways to work around it there are um what do you call it um what is it airlines are doing um here it is there's so-called like electric aircraft and hydrogen powered engines but those flights are decades away airlines are now experimenting with biofuels that can be carbon neutral uh, the big hurdle now, though, is price. But if oil prices rise and if production costs come down, biofuels could become a viable way to decarbonize air travel. So air travel is aware of the exceedingly large number number of um, emissions and shit that they, you know, put into the air. But what are you going to do at this point? It, it is what it is. That's how the plane flies. And there isn't a workaround for that as of yet. So the way we have our cars now are more electric and cars have significant, significantly decreased the amount of emissions that they produce. Um, you can now do the electric cars and the hybrids and all those other um, eco-friendly options, but planes aren't there yet. So when building, you can change the materials and whatnot that you're building. You can build in different areas and you can build it differently. When you travel, there's also the availability of making sure that you book not just accommodations, but also activities, if you will, that are going to contribute to the betterment of the area that you're in. You can do what I personally enjoy using. Can you pass me the um, stand thing? What I enjoy using, thank you, is Airbnb experiences. They actually have a section that is for, um, 
don't want to call it sus. It might be for sustainable travel, but they have a section on Airbnb where you can. Um, sorry, I'm setting up the Facebook Live, where there is a social impact area, if you will, and that gives you that opportunity to make sure that the money that you spend stays with the community. I personally have mentioned it plenty of times before, but I had an incredible experience with Beyond Roots Cuba. Um, That essentially was a social impact tour. Um, The monies that I spent with the organization went back into the community. They um, made sure to employ local cooks, local musicians, local dancers, local historians, um, local people of um, the religious sect. Um, They were such an incredibly diverse um, and well, I don't want to say, well, they were well-educated, but I mean, they were just very well-versed in what it is they um, were discussing. And it was hands down, one of the absolute best experiences I've had on a trip. I also, hey Herbert, I also had a really great experience with um, one of the other things in Cuba was uh, explore kind of see on with a biologist or something. I had my own issues with the tour considering 90% of it was in Spanish and yeah, poquito espanol. Um, I am not well-versed in that at all. So I ended up having um, a lot of it translated for me. Shout out to um, Kevin, who was one of the lovely friends I made on that trip that helped me um, understand what the hell was going on. And he was also a guest on a previous episode. So make sure to check that one out. Um Hey, Maisha. And I mean, well, hey, Michelle. (laughs) Hey, um, India. Hey, guys. Um, They were, no, Kevin was on an episode before talking about traveling in drag and um, as a a non-binary individual. So that was one of my favorite episodes, actually. So I suggest you guys go listen to that one. And one thing that I did not know when I was out in Costa Rica is that Costa Rica is like one of the leading countries in, um, sustainable travel and ecotourism. Like they're on their shit. So one of the articles that I found, let me read this one. Um, these motherfuckers have plans. That's not in the article. Um, I threw that in there for a little spice. Uh, but they have plans to be the world's first plastic and carbon-free country by 2021. That's in, that's two years from now. So this is what that breakdown was. Earth's greenhouse gases, including methane and carbon dioxide, which block heat from escaping the atmosphere, lead to global warming. A study published in January 2019, the Journal of Science reports that the oceans are warming 40% faster on average that the, oh, they're warming 40% faster on average than the UN predicted five years earlier and ocean temperatures continue to break records year after year. The ocean absorbs more than 90% of the heat trapped on um, the earth from greenhouse gases, helping to curb temperature rises on land. 
But as the ocean heats up, it expands, causing rising sea levels that already threaten nations around the world and strengthening devastating storms and hurricanes. The creatures of the sea feel the impact of temperatures change as well. Blah, 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 blah. So all that being said, that affects the world, period. However, Costa Rica's take on it was they pledged to be carbon neutral and it must remove as much carbon from the environment as it puts into it. They can do this by planting trees and they happen to have doubled their forest area from 26% of the country in 84 to more than 52% in 2017. I specifically remember riding in the car with Benny. Shout out to Benny. I'm going to send this episode to him because he was, um, hey Martin, he was my driver in Costa Rica and I ended up going to Turubari. It was, y'all, hands down, one of the most incredible experiences that I've had. I did zip lining there, I did horseback riding, and I did like a nature hike. He was explaining to me about all of their eco and sustainable um, initiatives and the things they were doing to get back the land that they were, I don't want to say destroying, but destroying. Like a lot of the farmers were um, changing practices and it didn't sink in then because I didn't, this isn't my thing. You know what I mean? I'm just along for the ride trying to go zip lining and shit. But now that I, again, fell down that rabbit hole and started reading all these articles, it kind of hits and it makes more sense that He was explaining to me that this is what was going on in the country. And this was, I want to say like two years ago. I think I was in Costa Rica two two springs ago. But um, they also live more environmentally friendly using uh, renewable resources such as wind and solar power. And it is one of the leading destinations, well, Yeah, one of the leading travel destinations for ecotourism. So plenty of people have Costa Rica on their radar because of the way the country is um, changing its initiatives and programs and um, the way they live over there. So one of the other experiences I had in terms of this whole green shit was in Seattle. I mentioned before they don't play when it comes to what's that called recycling their breakdown in like the airbnb guide when i was looking to book different places they had that was the most comprehensive list of instructions that i'd ever seen when booking airbnb hey ashley and for me, it definitely turned me off of staying at a lot of different places. I I don't want to pay attention to my trash when I'm on vacation. Granted, if I were a greener citizen, perhaps I would. But there are, it's kind of like one of those situations where now that you have the information, you kind of feel guilty not doing anything about the information. You know that getting on this huge ass airplane to get you someplace else is to some degree negatively affecting the environment. You get to these destinations and like one of the ways that you could um, 
do your part to be more of a um, greener traveler, if you will, is to take mass transportation. Like as opposed to taking an Uber everywhere, take the train, take the metro, take the bus. Um, When you stay at a hotel, which personally I hate doing, they suggest not having uh, house services come in and clean the room every day or change the towels every day because honestly, do you change your towels every day at home? Likely not. However, it's one of the perks of fucking vacation that I enjoy. I definitely have them change my towels. But now that, I mean, I've always kind of been aware of, you know, it wastes water and all that other kind of stuff. But now that you're a little little older and I have a couple things more on my mind now, I kind of think maybe I'll wait two days or so like when you go to an airbnb for the most part it's basically the same as at home they don't come in and change the towels for you every day except for in cuba i know that they they did that in cuba but that's because i booked a house that had someone um tending to it every day and they cooked breakfast every day which was cool also um of course also if you are sharing the space like if you're just getting a room and you're um, host is in the home with you, they may change the towels every day, but again, not that real big of an issue, but, um, different ways that you can try to be more of a green traveler, if you will, and to make sure that you aren't overly being as destructive to the I don't want to say the globe, but to the globe, honestly, because little things add up to big things. Um, Support local businesses. When you go abroad, buy from local artists, buy from vendors that make their own goods. You don't necessarily, what's the point in buying something in, you know, let's think of some place I've been like buying something. Okay, boom. When I was in um, Thailand, there were plenty of vendors who had the little bracelets and things that I would, you know, I buy like my dad and my brother bracelets and stuff like that, you know, nice little man bracelets. But there are some that you can tell are mass produced versus the ones that are handmade. I would personally prefer to buy something that was handmade. This way, when you say you bought it in Thailand, it has the feel the look the you know appreciation of the area that you were in when you got it for the person you know um also because of course something as simple as shipping in or importing goods there goes that carbon that carbon footprint again it's another plane that's got to come in and also you want to leave the place that you're visiting better than it was when you left it. So being able to support a local business, such as like a small restaurant chain versus, you know, going to chains that you can, I don't believe in going on vacation and eating things abroad that I can eat at home. I'm not going to eat McDonald's overseas. Now I will take that back because I've heard McDonald's is way better overseas. So I kind of want to taste it just to see what it is. But I've always been one of those go someplace, a little hole in the wall. Hey, Eric, 
go to a hole in a wall and I just ask for their special. Like I ask my waiter or my waitress, like, well, what do you like on here? Or out of one, two, three different things that I'm interested in, what was the last thing that you ate here? Um, so local uh, businesses buying from local operators, even something as simple as um, if you do need a ride or if you do um, need some type of services, choose to use, um, technically they're all going to be local operators, but something that may be privately owned versus whomever, you know, um, the hotel wants to recommend. I know when I go, um, well, what do you call it? When I go overseas or when I go abroad, and especially when the language barrier is going to be a thing, if there's no really great train system, I'll always ask my Airbnb host to arrange for my taxi or my cab so that I know I'm going to get there because a lot of places are hard to navigate. And most of the time, I feel like they're sending someone that they know personally and someone that is going to uh, directly pocket the money versus their employer giving them just a cut from whatever I'm being charged. Um, But very importantly, while you're abroad, definitely, definitely, definitely respect the people and the culture that you're being, that you're immersing yourself in. Um, A lot of people tend to just randomly take pictures of people that they don't know. I don't want somebody walking up to me on Canal Street taking a picture of me. I'm not a fan of that. I had a random thought today. Have you ever like considered how many like people's pictures you're in by accident? Like how many pictures of you are floating around? I've always thought about that. Of you just walking up the block. Tourists, you know, they out here taking pictures. They're doing their selfies. Or just people you know even. Just how many? I was at an event and I took a picture with somebody. Uh huh. And looked at the picture and J. Cole was in the back. Okay. So it's just That's like. Crazy. Like, right. You could be anywhere. Anywhere. And you could be anywhere in anybody's picture. Like, they're. Ooh. Or somebody's freaking big uh, poster big bro- in New York. Like. Be a good, uh, be a good script, a little screenplay. Yeah. Mental note that you're welcome. Yeah. Little percentage. Yeah, it's right there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I got a yeah. It is scary. Thank you, Martin. Hey, Mrs. Blender. What's my gym teacher from high school? Um, so that I was having that thought because I'm walking. I work in Manhattan, so I'm work walking to the train, and I'm watching all of these tourists walk around. And I'm in my crabby tourist, get out of the way. And then I'm watching this girl take pictures with her friends. And I'm like, I wonder how many people's pictures I'm in just randomly. And they just, you know, they post it on social media or they post it here. They post it there. And you just in the background looking doofy. So I hope I look good in the pictures. But um, yeah, definitely respect the people and the culture that you are immersing yourself in. Um, learn a little bit of the language, learn some of the customs, know what is customary. Uh, I am very glad that I had the good sense to look up cultural norms of Qatar and of Morocco, because I am very American. All my shorts are short and all of my tops are, you know, tank tops, midriffs, cutoffs and all of that. Hey, Uncle Cody. Um, which ain't going to fly in the Middle East. You 
can kind of, I know when I was in Casablanca that not in Qatar, I did not see this in Qatar, but in Casablanca, I did see a lot of women in tank tops and shorts. They weren't like, you know, cutoffs, like really short shorts or like, um, you know, anything disrespectful or anything, but I did see a lot of shorts, like short shorts, not like booty cut shorts, but a lot of short shorts, a lot of like spaghetti straps, tank tops. And I was expecting to not see any of that, but I'm not going to go over there and be the one to chance it or to test the waters. Um, but definitely look into the area that you are visiting, find out what some of the cultural norms are going to be so that you don't, I don't know, get arrested abroad. Simple things are Don't be an American everywhere you go. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Just because you can do it at home, just because it flies here, doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do that shit someplace else. It's kind of like when certain things are okay in your house or you do things in your house, that doesn't necessarily mean you go to your friend's house and you do the same things. It's not okay. So just kind of look into those things before you get there, know how to say please and thank you, or know how to say, like, if you know that you, um, like a particular, when you go eat, know what beef, how to say beef, know what fish is, know what pork is. Like I know people that don't eat pork tend to know how to say pork in a couple of different languages so that they know what not to order on the menu. So respect the people, respect the culture, definitely try to be aware of what, what the cultural norms are in that area so that you're not caught out there slipping. Hi, Felicia. So in terms of travel in general, also keep in mind when you do, um, those animal encounters, if you will, elephant rides, lion walks, tiger petting, um, those type of excursions. Chances are it's not a good idea. Um, I had my own, Hey, Alessandra, I had my own, in Thailand I ended up doing an elephant ride I feel like that was just like a confession I just like dropped a big secret I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before when I had gone to Thailand I knew it was one of those things that was an option and I ahead of time said I wasn't interested in booking that or looking to do any of that at all but I was getting driven to Big Buddha or uh, watch along or something. And the driver was passing by a um, location that did the elephant rides. And he offered to stop and to have me just go check it out, you know, go do it. And when I was presented with the opportunity, I folded. I did it. Um, I don't know necessarily what a happy elephant looks like if you will um and it wasn't exactly listed as like a sanctuary or you know a space where you're going to you know maybe wash the elephants or feed them or do something a little less um 
high energy or intense or something you know what I mean like riding the elephants you're making them work for you whereas if you're just going to you know I guess spend time with them play with them feed them or clean them or something that it's not as stressful to the animals but again that ain't my degree I I don't know um however in terms of being a responsible ecotourist that matters as well you want to make sure that you are conserving the environment and, you know, being responsible in the natural areas that you're visiting. Um, you definitely want to sustain the well-being of the people. And these are locals that work at these locations, but they can also possibly benefit from or be part of organizations that definitely harm the animals or belong to I don't know like a animal trafficking ring or something there was an SVU episode about that so it's real okay so this one was quite the rabbit hole episode I really just needed to get all of the those options in the conversation off my chest if any of you have had any experience or happen to be really green and are one of those save the world, I only use reusable, hi best friend, Alicia's on, and only use like reusable tote bags when you go shopping, if you're that level adult and extra responsible, I'd love to hear from you. Um, Let me know what type of traveler you are. Do you plan out where you're going based on its impact on the globe, or do you just basically go buy price, availability, and location, and also possibly word of mouth. Because of course, if someone you know has gone there and they had a good time, you're likely to want to go there as well. Hey, Eileen. So I'm curious as to how green you are at home and then how that um, translates to your vacations. Do you make any mental note to do the same things abroad that you do at home. I recycle here, um, but I'm thinking in hindsight, do I recycle when I go abroad? Huh, I think I try to leave the plastic bottles out. I'm three steps below. I don't think I would walk around with one of those um, bottles that um, Anthony, that uh, Sansagati had, the refillable water, bo- water bottles, because you can't drink the water everywhere. So I'm walking around with one of these bottles and then what? Hey, Teo. So I, yeah, you can't trust the the tap water in a lot of places. So what do you do with your refillable bottle when you can't drink tap water? I don't know. So I ain't with the shits. Um, If they had an option for sale that necessarily wasn't a plastic bottle, would I buy my water from there? Likely, as long as it was resealable. So like I said, starting to ramble now. This was a get it off my chest kind of episode. I had fallen into repeated rabbit holes of climate change, sustainable travel. um, And I wanted to present some of the information to you so that I can get some kind of feedback from you. So that is my request of you. What type of traveler are you? Are you a green traveler? What experiences have you had in the realm of giving back to the communities that you visited. I've never gone abroad and volunteered with any of the local organizations, right? I don't think so. I'm trying to scan back. Didn't in, 
Yeah, pretty sure I haven't. Cuba would probably be the most... I think Cuba was like my most immersive trip where I stayed with, well, I stayed with locals everywhere, but the experiences that I um, booked and went on were definitely local driven. And um, also, if I didn't mention it before, y'all could be making money on Airbnb yourselves. If you have free time and an idea post something on Airbnb as an experience that tourists can book with you. If you're a photographer and you want to offer your services, walk around with tourists and take incredible photos of them at some really um, great street art. There's plenty of people that do it in Brooklyn. You could do the same shit. So get on the hustle. Little gem I dropped for you. But otherwise, talk to me. Let me know what you guys do as travelers. Are you as um, conscious about your footprint home as you are when you travel if you even think about it while you're home all right guys so make sure to follow on the social medias underscore d carry traveling shit we're on itunes now so if you're still listening on soundcloud you uh you a real one thank you for rocking with us from the beginning you can definitely transition to sound uh not soundcloud i always want to fuck, i always say soundcloud I don't know. It is. It is SoundCloud. I always would fuck up SoundCloud and Spotify. So we're still on Spotify. Spotify is no, there for you. No. God damn. <laughs> Rocket science. We got, we got onto a big network. You fuck up the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait, I got to make sure I write it down and just like post it yeah, on the wall. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I am on SoundCloud still, and now we're on iTunes finally. So definitely search out travel and shit. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't have to remember to come back every Thursday for your episode. If you subscribe, you'll get notifications and um, rate the podcast. If you find anything informative, if you enjoy it, um, I'd appreciate it. That's it. Travel on, um, travel on the Instagrams. Yeah, travel on to Instagram. Um, send an email if you have any questions, suggestions, if you have any feedback for things you like, you don't like, constructive criticism. Feel free to leave unconstructive criticism because pretty sure my feelings aren't going to get hurt. Appreciate it, y'all. Oh, the email is travel and shit podcast. You're actually leaving the I in the shit. So it's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, S-H-I-T, podcast at gmail.com and when you're searching on itunes for the the podcast it's travel the letter n and in the word shit it's an exclamation mark as opposed to the letter i that's it y'all thank you for thank you martin thank you for everybody on facebook live for following along with us thank you for your commentary and your hellos and your support you are appreciated make sure to listen to me say hi to you guys on thursday when the episode releases and i will see you guys in the skies i won't but that just rhymed so i wanted to see that i'll see y'all motherfuckers next week bye